All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tommy, I don't know, something. I don't know how listen. Tommy is. Yeah. Listen on Dogcast, Podcast, Pocketcast, TorpedoCast, Overcast, Undercast, Apple, Spotify, probably. Probably. Welcome back to Last Man's Opinion. I'm your host, Tommy McGrail. With me tonight, as always, is producer Roland, Dan Mara, and Rich Cagle. Um Let's start with the uh, the big story. What is it? You know what it is. We talk about politics. You know. Richie knows. He knows what story it is. Start with the first okay. one. What was the first one? I mean, what was the first game on Saturday? All right, Packers-Rams, start it. Go for it. I thought it was a good game. I mean, the Rams are pretty terrible, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised yeah. they got this far in the playoffs. Rodgers was Rodgers. Although, he, this whole season, he seemed a little off. I mean, he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. But some, like, underthrown balls, some inaccuracies that you usually wouldn't see in the past. Um and then with Bakhtiari out, I was kind of apprehensive about how the Packers, are, Packers were going to play, especially since I got the first round by. And sometimes that can be like a blessing and a curse when you're a little out of practice and you're not you're almost too fresh going into the game. Um, but they they pulled out a convincing win, um, and I think they look like favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would I would agree uh, with that. I would agree with that too. Um, I agree that the Rams are not a very good team. I think Goff stinks. I've always thought he stunk. Uh, so uh, was not surprised that he stunk it up on the weekend. Um, <laughs> but you know, I and and I Green Bay should have won. Uh, uh, I agree. You never know how they're coming in off that bye, but I think playing a, a, a not a very good Rams team. Yeah. Um, with uh, with with not a very good quarterback, I think finally was an advantage. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think this Sunday is is going to be a big. I think this Sunday is really important for Aaron Rodgers. I think Green Bay absolutely needs to win this game. The but only like problem Rodgers, is like legacy. Yeah, the Rams never punish their weak secondary against the Packers. The Packers have a pretty weak secondary, and you know Brady's going to come in there throwing bombs. So it's yeah. going to be a true test this week, I think. And and I think and I want and I think Aaron should go in throwing bombs. I you know he, he's only I I've thought Aaron Rodgers has been the best quarterback in the league for probably close to the last ten years, and he's only won one Super Bowl. He's only been to one Super Bowl. Uh, I feel like he's always kind of underperformed. Um, you know, something's always gone wrong, either in the regular season or in the playoffs. And, you know, they've had just really bad playoff losses. They had the, the terrible loss to the Giants in 2011. Um, so I really feel like this is almost a must win for Aaron Rodgers to, like, cement himself as, you know, the top two or three quarterback for the last 10 years. Like, this is his game that he has to win. I know he's older, but I feel like it's a big game for him. I hope it's a slugfest. It can very well be. Just some uh, super high-powered offensive game. It could be. Um, what was the next game? Dude, Chiefs-Browns next. Did you watch that? Yeah, I, I, did I, watch I, that. I only saw, like, the fourth quarter. So Mahomes went out with, into the concussion protocol in the late third, early fourth? Yeah, I think late third. Just quarter, as yeah. the Browns were surging back. Chiefs had a pretty formidable lead for most of the game, I think, and then the Browns made a push at the end. And especially with Mahomes out and the backup in, 
it was like in in the wings. We weren't sure exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, uh, I think the Chiefs is so good um, with Mahomes in there. Uh, Mahomes was looking so good. Uh, the only way, you know, Cleveland played fine. The the only way they were still in the game was be, was because Mahomes got hurt. But Kansas City is so good. That offense is so good. Andy Reid is is a genius. And and uh, I, I think I mentioned in the chat, but but the did, um. Obviously, Roland saw it, but I don't know if Rich saw the 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 play call. Uh, you saw the fourth quarter, right? I saw not the, the play whole play call with Chad Henne. Uh yeah, so, yeah, the fourth yeah. down play. Yeah, four. Yeah, the yeah the fourth and one, and they, you know, I, I and I, you know, I think Tony Romo was, you know, going, oh, they're not going. You know, he, he was yep. adamant that yeah, they were yeah. not going to go for that, and, and I actually kind of agreed with him. It didn't look like they would go for it, and it was obviously the safe. You know, he, no one's going to second guess Andy Reid if they if they take the offsides, try to draw him off and punt it. Uh, and I think even going for it with a run, but like to go for it with a pass with a backup quarterback to roll out, uh, because you know if that's if that pass is incomplete, Cleveland's gonna get the ball back with like almost two minutes to go to win this game. Yeah, um, around this field though, and the Chiefs have been holding them before, so I don't think it was that much of a gamble. I think the surprise factor was the the main like point of that maneuver that's why i i don't want to see i saw it coming but it was definitely on the table for me when i saw them lining up and i was like ah a quick pass would make sense here catch him off guard worst case scenario incomplete pass uh, the browns get the ball back but there's two minutes on the clock so they need to score even if they do score if there's time left you can come back and maybe get a field goal so i I don't know. I can see it well, I, both ways. I could see it. I could. I could see it with Mahomes. I would not have done it with Henny, and I don't. I don't think most people would have. Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes, you do anything with because the guy's so great. But like, the guys played like a quarter. It's the biggest game of the season. Um, it was, and you know what? And and Andy Reid, I think winning the Super Bowl last year has kind of cemented him as. I, I, I always thought he was a good coach, and I mean, how many losing seasons has this guy had? You know, two, three. I mean, the guy never has a losing season. Yeah, he's I mean, great. I mean, how how many bad how many bad years did Philly have? Two, and he was there for like ten years. Yeah, and, more than ten years. And and kind of he fell apart in Philly. I mean, you probably got to blame a little bit his his son. I believe that was when his oh, son. Oh, that's right. His son, yeah, got into those. That was rough. Yeah, die, I, I think, right? Right, and and there were so many incidents with his son too. It wasn't right, just like right, one time. Right. Yeah, leading up. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Now, but then he, but then he goes to Kansas City, and I mean, Kansas City had a bad year. Like when he was there, they had Alex Smith, and they were going to the, you know, playoffs and 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 nearly the championship game every every season with Alex or his first season with Alex Smith, and then they bring in Mahomes, and now, you know, I mean, they're the best team in the league. So, uh, Cleveland played well. I, I I thought Cleveland Cleveland's a solid team. They're not. Kansas City's so good. It's gonna be. I'm actually excited for the for Kansas City Buffalo on Sunday though. I think that could be a really, really good game. Yeah, that. Has that there could been be any fun. news on uh, Mahomes? Was it just the concussion? Was, or, it looked like his leg got hurt too, or his foot. So but they didn't say anything. Is his toe. So this is what I this is what I've heard, Roland. I, I was curious about it too because I was like, I haven't heard anything. Uh, so. <laughs> well, I don't think it's breaking because I I read it this morning. Uh so his uh, his toe was hurt, um, but Andy Reid doesn't think that's going to be a, an issue for Sunday. Uh, and apparently, uh, the NFL injury report does not require you to list uh, injuries as concussions, but just like as like I forget what they called it in the article. But so like, you know, it's like I don't know head injury or something like that. Something that's not necessarily called a concussion. Um, and then it just really depends on how long it takes him to come back. So supposedly he was supposed to, he was supposed to practice at least a little bit today. Um, he's still not cleared for contact, but who knows if that'll, if that'll I happen. I they, they may have put him into the concussion protocol lightly. They to did. try to mask up something else. Yeah. Where it may have given him a little extra time to recover. But I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah they put, put him, him in the concussion a list or anything or disclose what was going on because that may tip off 
uh, who are they playing? The, the Bills may yeah. tip them off, like if he's mobile or not, or if they could, should focus on certain defensive formations and not others. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in the protocol, so now he has to. So he is in the protocol, so now he has to pass like the whatever five or six steps that they have to to play. So, um, so yeah, so he's whatever. So he's in the. He did practice today, it sounds like, but like you know, limited practice, and so you know, he still needs to be able to get con- you know, playing contact drills, whatever. I mean, it's still a couple of days away, so who knows? Uh, obviously, I hope he plays because. That game won't be the same if. Uh, yeah, if like I, I don't even want to watch really if he doesn't play. I know, I know, I know. Hello, Henny. Is that the backup, Chad Henny? Yeah, Henny. Yeah. He played pretty well when he was in. I mean, it's not Mahomes' quality, but. No, Mahomes Josh well. Allen could be an interesting, uh, interesting game. Josh Allen's got to prove himself. He does. Uh, he's proved himself this year. He, he has. He needs a good game. Playoffs though, um, I mean, it's completely different. He played. He played well over the. He played well over. The, he, he. They've won two playoff games now. Right. Right. Yeah. So. This is the Chiefs, baby. Yeah, I think. I think the Super Bowl champions. I think this season probably put him in the top. Uh, what? Seven or eight quarterbacks uh, in the league. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he I mean, he's had an excellent year. Yeah. <laughs> and he. Uh, and I, I'll be interested. I hope I hope both teams go deep because he and Mahomes probably have the two biggest arms in the league. Like like the two of them could just chuck the ball like seventy yards in the air, no problem. Yep. Clear over those mountains. Like, no problem. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I forget it. Like Josh Allen, I think had a throw against Baltimore, and he just like rolled back and just like set it and and threw the ball. It was incomplete, I think, but it was like sixty five yards, and it was like it just it looked like nothing. Um. But uh, speaking of Buffalo, Roland. Yep. Buffalo played uh, Baltimore. B versus B. Battle of the Bs. Yeah. I watched a lot of this game. I I don't know what to think of Lamar Jackson anymore. You know, I I thought going into the season he was going to be like an MVP candidate. Yeah. He had a good – they kind of slept walk through the first half of the season. And then they played – badly for a couple weeks there and then they started to play really good and you're like oh okay here they come but then like the playoffs both games were a struggle they looked terrible um ter- terrible against buffalo i know buffalo has a good defense but like oh i was gonna say against the titans they looked really good like the game before because i was like yeah this they is did look exactly really what they need to do if they want to make it in the playoffs and they did it and then it was like all right ravens are really gonna amp it up now they're gonna bring their A game to the table, and then they just fizzle out against Buffalo and barely put a fight up. And Lamar didn't throw the ball that well this year. Like, I I don't know, something was off with them all season. Right. He didn't. They didn't have like the explosive plays. The running game didn't click as much as it did last year. And like, they just seemed so hesitant to throw the ball at all this season. Like, even when they were getting crushed by Buffalo, it's like throw the ball, and they just. I don't know. It was just an odd, not as, you know, last year when the Baltimore season ended, you're like, oh, man, this team's going to be good for the next next five, six, seven, eight years. Now you saw them and you're like, I mean, they, they'll they be fine, but, you know. I didn't yeah, really... they'll, they'll, they'll be a playoff team every year. They just took right. two steps back. But, but, yeah, we thought they were going to be like a Final Four team every year, or I did anyway. Yeah, you thought it was going to be like them and – yeah, you thought it was going to be them in Kansas City for the next, like, couple years. Like, oh, these are yep. going to be the teams that are going to be battling out for the AFC. Yep. And, like, now they're not. Like, I don't think – you know, I know they beat Tennessee, but, you know, Tennessee had an off game. I think Tennessee's going to be back next year. It, 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 you know, they just are going to be a middle-of-the-pack team, I feel like. You know? And Lamar Jackson's kind of the catalyst for that. He needs to figure it out. Maybe he's a little too over-reliant on the run. His running numbers are out of this world. And and you get those with a cost, though, because you're sacrificing throwing performance for that. So maybe he's over-reliant on choosing scramble plays. But something needs that. I mean, I don't have numbers for what kind of plays they choose and what's what, but... It just seems with the amount of running he does per game, there's there's some throwing sacrifices that are made, and 
it doesn't seem to be doing well overall for the team that way. No, and his, he, like, you know, he never had huge throwing yards, but, like, he had a ton of interceptions. Compared to last year, I think, he had, you know, uh, I don't know, just a bunch of interceptions, uh, you know, much less much less uh, touchdown passes. Uh, you know, he threw for 4,000 less yards this year. Or 400, I guess. That's not 4,000. 4,000? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 400. But, like, he, he, they weren't throwing... I'm, I'm just looking at some of his stats. The average yards per attempt were... He was at 7.5 this year. Last year, he was almost at 9. That's a yard and a half. That's... Like, that's big, like just his numbers. Yards per game throwing... It was, he was at 208 last year. This year, he was at 183. Just not... I don't know. Like, they just didn't seem to... That offense just didn't click like it did a year ago. Yeah, he, he just took a step back in all regards, pretty much. You know, not a monster step back, but he just wasn't no. an MVP caliber player this year. Yeah, last year he was... You're like, oh, he's, you know, he's a top three player in the NFL. This year right. he was just, you know... He's a good. He was a good player, but he he what he never hit that elite status for. Right, for, right, right, right. Yeah, that's a good way to say. It. Yeah, it's too bad. Hopefully, ne- hopefully next season because he was really good last year. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna hope that they come back into form. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hope that Roland. I hate the Ravens, so fuck them. I could care less about the Ravens. I don't care about the AFC until it gets to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, um, how did how did uh how did Baker look most of the? Oh, sorry, we went past Baker. We never talked about Baker, did we? It was okay. I, 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 I yeah, was just fine. You know, I was just kind of thinking about who the top quarterbacks are in the AFC now with with uh, Lamar taking a step back. Would you put Lamar in front of Baker or behind Baker, or are they just uh, the same based off of this, here? They're probably they're in the middle of the pack right the same. now. Um. Yeah. So in the AFC only. I mean, you have to have yeah. Mahomes one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. And then Josh A- Josh Allen has to be two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think you can um, argue that. Yeah. Um. Who else is there? Well, then there's Lamar, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Lamar and Baker. They're probably right next to each other. And, and D Watt, who was had a terrible. Uh, just, yeah. I I, lo- I love him. Uh, me too. That team stunk around him now. Yeah. But he had, I mean, you look at the numbers. So actually, Deshaun Watson might be the third best quarterback in that in the AFC. He had a monster year. That team stunk. Um, yeah. So probably Deshaun Watson. I'd probably take. Mm, I don't know. Baker and Baker and 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 Jackson probably right next to each other, and then Tannehill. I would bet would be after that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Watson almost threw for five thousand yards this year. Did he throw for that many? We're almost 4,800. Jesus. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realize he threw for that many yards. Yeah, he had a huge year. What was this? What was this? Yeah, what was I, I think I only watched maybe one Texans game all year. What happened to them? Did their defense fall off a cliff then? Yeah, plus they didn't have, he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Yeah. How's yeah, he, 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 he thrown for 5,000 yards? <laughs> he, didn't have like any, he didn't have any big plays. He didn't have any big he didn't have any big play players. Like it, it was all hit. So he threw for forty eight hundred yards, thirty three touchdowns. That's nuts. Seven seven picks. He had an incredible season. I, uh, I don't, I I don't understand how hard. those numbers equates to four wins. Like, I know that is pretty bad. Like how? Well, they got off to that terrible. Those star. are like Cowboys numbers. <laughs> like how yeah. did you get here? Well, you know, like the Cowboys, I watched a lot of games. I, th- I think, Dan, you watched a lot too early on at least. And they were getting a lot of garbage time stats that made their offense look pretty elite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they were losing a lot of games by like three scores. And then in the fourth quarter, they would make those – like the first four weeks of the season, they had a couple games like that. Let's see. Yeah. Um, well, they had a brutal schedule to start the season. So they opened against the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. They lost all three of those games, obviously. Yeah. And that's that, that's a rough that's a rough three games to start the season. Yeah. And then Minnesota, who was good at the time. So so they played so they played Kansas City, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Then they played Minnesota and Jacksonville, who are not that good. But then they played Tennessee and Green Bay. 
And the five of their first seven games were awful. They were one and six after those seven games. Yeah, that's tough. That, that's a tough. That's a tough start a to the season. Rough schedule, though. Rough schedule. Uh, but yeah, their defense stunk. What's yeah. the last game we got to get to? Um, what was the last game, Roland? Buck Saints, Brady versus Breeze. Oh yeah. Breeze's oh, last Brees. game as an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could tell it was over. Yeah, everybody saw it. <laughs> yeah. What did they do? Did Yeah. Bridgewater? Bridgewater ready to go? Do they have him signed for a while? Isn't Bridgewater on know. the Saints or is he Pittsburgh? He was on the Saints. Uh yeah. Did didn't didn't he have a passing touchdown in this game? Bridgewater? No, no, it was uh he's not the backup. It's um James Winston. Oh shit, Jameis. Oh wow. Yeah, Winston, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, why is he in? And then Yeah, he had the like, be- he had the best he had the best pass. He had the best pass of the game for the Saints. Yeah. Not a yeah, not a good Drew Stunk. I'd rather have Bridgewater than Winston not... though. Oh me too. Oh me too. When they they had yeah. when did they bridge they must have had Bridgewater last year then or the year before they had yeah, they had him one of the year. Bridgewater yeah yeah they had him last yeah, year when last Breeze year. got injured for like three quarters of the season right oh uh, like, yeah but Bridgewater year? kept him yeah yeah that was last year yeah yeah Breeze got and injured Drew in like another week bad three or game. something like that that's right and Drew had another bad playoff game he's not been good in the playoffs Drew Breeze yeah always has these bad games in the playoffs. And I'm going to have a hot take. Are we ready? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't wonder if it's going to be the same as my hot take. Uh, Drew Brees is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in NFL yeah. history. I was going to use the phrase least memorable quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> he just has numbers. It, like, he has a lot of numbers, but nothing he, to really he, show for it. He has a ton of numbers. And, like, if you look at, like, if you watch Saints games, like, so many of those numbers are, are inflated because Sean Payton wants to make his offense look better. So, you know, a lot of times when teams will run for touchdown or whatever, play it, like, he'll always have, you know, and Sean Payton's a great coach. But, like, and, like, Drew Brees, like, so many of his passes are, like, seven yards and less and then like he, he just has such good and he's always had such good playmakers that they could like break it like kamara and like when they had uh you know um what's his i forget the running back years ago uh be like that's that's all like the type of players that they had and they would just he would just throw you know five six seven yard passes and then just have him break it every year but uh, I don't know. His, his plus he's, he plays in a dome. I, I feel like his numbers have just have been so inflated over the years. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so I, I don't I, know I if that means big... it's less of a hot take, but <laughs> that we both have the same one. I, I've I've never been super impressed with uh, Drew Brees. I mean, he's probably gonna make it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's just say I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think compared to where people think he is, I think he's okay. I mean, he's got to be a lock for the Hall of Fame with his with the records he holds. I think. He has, I think. Yeah. I think he has and to be too. And with a Super Bowl win. Yeah, Super Bowl yeah. win. He had that big year, you know, what, 10, 11 years ago, whenever it was. Um, I, I I think he's locked for the Hall of Fame, but I I just think like how how people hold him up, I just feel like it's on. You know. Roland on this on this pod in ten years, Dan is gonna call Breeze the most overrated Hall of Fame player in the history of the <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean I like Drew. I just think I like people just like, oh my god, he's so good. And I'm like, okay. He played in the dome most of his career. So many of his passes are are short short passes. Uh He's played with, you know, playmakers who, you know, listen, uh, Sean Payton, like, developed an offense that revolves around what Drew Brees is good at and, and, and you know, what they could do in in, in a dome. So he just has not. It is. And so that's why I credit Sean Payton more than I credit Drew Brees. Sean Payton, I feel like, is. Giants should never it, have let him go. It just comes down to, like, if you're in that final drive moment, like, you have a minute on the clock, you got to get it 60 yards down the field. And you wanted to choose a quarterback, would his name come up? 
Probably not. Yeah, I know. I agree. I, 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 I mean, he has, you know, doesn't. Yeah, he, he's not. He's never struck me as, as a clutch player. He's never struck me as, I don't know. We may also be spoiled because puts... there's, I feel like in his generation of players, an overabundance of elite quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, there certainly has been, but I just, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. Just, I would is. just rather pick a lot of the other people of that generation than him. Like Ben Roethlisberger, him, Peyton, Brady, Rogers, yeah, Rogers, yeah, Holmes now, but that's kind of pushing it. Oh. Yeah, I would too. In clutch situations, I would even pick Eli over him. Yeah, me too. Me too. I take Russell Wilson over him. True. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Drew. <laughs> true, true. Enemy of the pod. She's <laughs> never coming on this pod again. <laughs> but get in touch with us if you want. Lastmansopinion at gmail dot com. <laughs> you know who also? Uh, and I know we we had this discussion, and I don't want to belabor it now anymore. But Philip Rivers didn't have as illustrious of a career as people make him out to be either. Like I know we talked a little bit about on the pod, but he only made the playoffs. I, I say only, but. He only made the playoffs six times, never made the Super Bowl, and only made one conference championship game. His playoff win-lose rate, it has to be very high loss. I feel like they were one and done a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he's, he's borderline. He was borderline an elite quarterback or, like, top of the tier two quarterbacks, I feel, in his generation. So. Yeah, top tier two, but I just feel like, I don't know. Like, that is, you know... To me, that's a eh career. Okay. Yeah, nice. You, you had a nice long, long, low career there. You didn't really accomplish much, but but I, I was surprised when I was looking at it. I'm trying to find it. Uh, He's uh, just like a solid quarterback to build a franchise around. He's not like ultra 12. quarterback, elite quarterback, just solid, you know. Yeah, I mean, he never had great uh, teams built around him. I don't like defensively. Um, did he have like Sean Merriman and, and and those guys for a few years? Early on, yeah, yeah. he did. I think yeah. he had some bad injuries too, didn't he? But but th- but then is you know the beginning of his career was hot and then he, it kind of died down for a while. It did die down for a while. Uh, he was five and seven in uh in the playoffs. Oh wow, suboptimal. Yes, <laughs> suboptimal. <laughs> I mean, he had a couple bad. He had he had the couple bad losses against the um. His playoffs, playoff stats are not very good. Uh, I guess 2013 he was all right. But that was bad. Um, yeah. So, anyway. Godspeed, Philip Rose. Uh, next week, we got... Bucks Packs. Excited about that. Let's go Pack. Go Pack Go. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm rooting for Green Bay, too. And then Bill's Chiefs, which... I, I think both of these games are like Super Bowl quality games. You have Super Bowl quality teams matching up against each other. Yeah, I, I, I I feel like the Packers are gonna blow out the Bucks. I hope so. Interesting. I don't know. I, I think I they're just... gonna give up a shit ton of points too. I think um, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna be turning the game off by halftime. <laughs> See, but but Aaron Rodgers is another one that has not. I don't know. He struggled in some of these like big games where he just has not played true. well. True. And he's going against Tom Brady, who obviously is the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so what... it's it's not quite the same as like Phil Rivers because Aaron Rodgers has a shit ton of playoff wins. But he does. But he does but... have some big losses also. Um, he does. He lays these eggs, or or his teams just get. Yeah. You know. I. I yeah, I'm not familiar I enough. I mean, like when they played the Giants, I was rooting for the Giants, so I wasn't really paying attention to the Packers that much. So I couldn't tell you if they blew it more than the Giants won it. I mean, the Giants played their heart out. Oh. What? But Packers were that favorites in the game, so. Yeah. That came in 2011. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, the uh, 
But the Giants were up, Giants were up like twenty nothing at halftime. They did. I mean, Green Bay completely got blown away. Uh, so I, now, now I think Lafleur is a good coach though too. So I think McCarthy. I was never that that high, in McCarthy. Um, so, uh, so I I think Lafleur is pretty good, but um, but we'll see. Like I mean, what, what was it last? Was it last year that they? Yeah, last year they played San Francisco in the in the NFC Championship game, and they got I mean they got blown away. That Seahawks loss was terrible. That you have to yeah, blame so on that, the defense, like, though. But, you so, have to so, blame that on the defense. I mean, they put up so 28 let, points, 31 points, something like that. The offense so, did their yeah, job. I, you know, but even like, so so they lost, so last year in the championship game, they lost to Green Bay, 37, uh, lost to San Francisco 37 to 20. But like, they were down 30, 34-7 in the fourth quarter. And like, I get that the defense played, you know, Poorly that game, I you know you could obviously say, but like at the same time, you know Seven you gotta points. you gotta do something. You gotta put you can't go you can't go you can't score your first touchdown in the third quarter. Or again, I'm, I'm just looking at another NFC Championship game. Green Bay lost to Atlanta, 44-21. Green Bay is losing 24 nothing at halftime. You can't go into halftime without scoring anything. Uh, you know, like, Roland, is Dan building up to Aaron Rodgers is another highly overrated quarterback? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> They're no, underlying I, notes of this. <laughs> I, I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I just don't. Th- I just think. I just think he. Uh, he has laid big eggs in these big games. Um. Um. And he just he has a hard time ever since they won the Super Bowl. And I get you know, listen, it's tough to win a Super Bowl, but like these last handful of handful of playoffs, he's just he just the big game comes and he just shits the bed. That's why I think Green Bay is the better team, and Aaron Rodgers is clearly the better quarterback at this point. But I don't know, he has that history. Like if I'm going strictly by by talent and stats, I go Green Bay. But oh, something's up with Aaron. Yeah. Now, if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees have been in the NFC for how many years? Like fifteen years. Forever. How many? How many Super Bowls have they combined to make it to? I, I feel like the two of them combined should have made more Super Bowls than they did. I think Rodgers has only been to two. Uh, Maybe he's been one. To one. Yeah, he's only been to one, and he won it ten years ago. And Drew Brees has only been to one. As well, and they won it. Maybe that was, I don't know, eleven years ago. So yeah, right. I mean, but don't you think these are two Hall of Fame quarterbacks combining for what two Super Bowl appearances? I know two Super Bowl, over over what fifteen years or so. Yeah, and it's not like it was some Tom Brady or Peyton Manning stopping them from getting to the Super Bowl. I know who else is making the Super Bowl. Eli made it like, twice. Eli, Nick our, Foles, our, our boy. Our boy Nick Foles, Russell Wilson made it twice. Yeah, like. Didn't Eli make it more than twice? No, he no. made it twice. When did he take over as quarterback? Eli, oh four. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, that was Kerry Collins in two thousand. Uh, um. Yeah, who else made it? Uh, oh, Matt Ryan made it. Yep. I mean, I mean, Matt Ryan has as many Super Bowl appearances as Drew Brees and and, and Aaron Rodgers. That's that's sad. Matt Ryan is an underrated like I, quarterback. Hot take. <laughs> like I just, you know, you know, so that's why I feel like this is a really legacy-wise for Aaron Rodgers. Like if yeah. he wants to go down, like he's gonna be a Hall of Fame quarterback. People are gonna be like, oh, he's really, really great quarterback. But like if he wants to take it to, you know, that half a step level to that like elite, elite status, I really feel like this is a critical game and they have to win. Yeah. If they lose, you know, then it's going to be like, yeah, he was a really good quarterback. He won the one Super Bowl, but, you know. So, we'll see. Yeah, I'm Big, game. For Big game for him. Me too. I, I always like Green Bay, and I like Aaron Rodgers, but I, I'm, I'm nervous. Nervous for him. This is the first first title game he's hosting, too. So, so who are you guys, who are you guys picks for that game? Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers, too. Okay. Do you want yeah, the line? Do you have the line in front of you? 
I have a computer in front of me. Oh, damn. Look at you. A lot of odds here. I mean, that, a lot of ads. There are like eight ads before I get to this. Green Bay is giving up three and a half? Is that right? That's it? You're right. Yeah. They're the home oh, team, right? So they get yeah. a couple points there. I thought it would be like five and a half, six, something like that. If they were the away team, for sure. No, I thought they'd be giving away more. Bay is giving away three and a half. I think they'll cover that easily. Where, where, so, can, I bet, and then, where can I bet money on this game? Uh, let me make sure I'm looking at the right odds. <coughs> oh, yeah, well, okay, I'm DraftKings. Yeah, three and a half. Oh, it just changed right before my eyes. The Chiefs were giving away two and a half, and then it just changed to three, like, right this second. So you can bet on DraftKings, I guess. I'm putting it all on the line. I can't bet on DraftKings. Is that where you bet? No, I've, I've, I, I'm not allowed to bet. Massachusetts doesn't allow it yet. Oh, okay. I know. I know. Wait, so what's what's the spread in the I, I missed it. What's the spread in the uh in the Packers are the giving games? three and a half and Chiefs are giving three. Yeah, give me give me Packers and the points. Yep. Over under is fifty one in the Packer Bucks game. <laughs> fifty one. Woo. I told and... you it's gonna be a slugfest. Just wait for the I hope, Bills it, I hope it is. I hope it is. Um uh, guess what the over under is for the Bills Chiefs? Uh, forty eight, is that higher? Fifty four. Oh wow. That's a lot. Uh, they must think the Mahomes is playing. That. They must think Mahomes is playing. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Buffalo in that game to cover anyway. I feel like that game's yeah. going to be close. Wow, within a field goal. Buffalo, I think, has a really good team, and that defense is really good. Yeah. And I think they're going to play Mahomes regardless. And I don't. I find it hard Come to on. believe that he's going to be like a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know. Uh, I haven't had to play athletically with uh, a head injury before, but like, so I know this guy uh, that I know around here, and he had uh, he was playing indoor soccer. One of the many reasons why I do not play indoor soccer rolling. Uh, he plays in, he played played indoor soccer, and he was running full speed. You know, it's like an over forty league. He was running full speed, and this guy came from behind and like went to get the ball and like you know hip checked him or tripped him, whatever. He lost his balance. He landed on his head. Out cold. They had to bring the ambulance in and everything like that and take him. And so uh, much serious, more serious concussion than uh, Mahomes most likely had. But I saw him maybe a month afterwards. And, like, it was, it was like seeing a different person. Like, somebody who was, like, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to say this politically correct, but, like, clearly had some type of mental handicap. Like, he had, he had a... He was walking like, you know, like an elderly person would walk. Like, he couldn't, like, walk. Like, and that was a month after. I can't imagine Mahomes, no matter what type of head injury he suffered on Sunday, seven days later being able to play in a professional sport at that high of level. Like, it took this guy months before he could, like, run or do anything somewhat coordinated. Now I get, you know, Mahomes was younger, probably wasn't as serious. But, like, either way... I don't know. That's my uh, my my doctor's discussion. I think yeah. you're also talking about a serious head injury versus. I think they're being a little overcautious with the concussion protocol in the NFL right now, especially with all the stuff that's happened over the last couple of years. So I I think I think there are different classes of head injury. No, I agree with that too. Right, but but. I don't know. I think it's... if Mahomes got railed, I mean, he just landed on his head wrong. It was probably uh, a mild concussion. It it may have been. Um, and I think this is just overly cautious. And they were ahead in the game. So they didn't really see any... They were ahead a significant amount. So I think they were erring on the side of caution. Versus something that's like... Sounds like life-altering injury for this other guy. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> So I know, and I work with some, so it's just crazy, like, concussions always kind of, because you don't think anything of it, 
I actually know somebody else I work with, and she said her neighbor, again, the guy is probably like 40, he coached, he, not coach, he refs ice hockey, or he did, he refed ice hockey, and he's ice hockey ref. I like he was skating around, like calling the game or whatever, and, uh, you know, he, he got lost in the play, or he was skating back, and he, and he was like accidentally blindsided by like another player, and he went down, and again, landed on his head. She said it took him, again, obviously completely different, but it took him like a year before he could like get back to like normal activity. Like just the process was so, she said she would like watch him like go out and get like his mail and he would be like, like he looked like he was like, I was like 40 years old. She said he was walking around like he was like 75, 80. He like so slow. It's, it's like eerie to see uh, impact of a head injury. Anyway. Yeah, it's scary injury. Yeah, it is. It's so weird. Uh, but no, anyway. Well, I'll drink to that. Uh, All right, so, what well... <laughs> beer are you drinking? What beer are you drinking, Dan? Oh, what beer am I drinking? I am drinking. Well, I'm gonna. I'd, I'd flip it over, but uh, I'd spill it. It's called uh, Delicious uh, Stone Delicious IPA. Uh, seven point something. Seven point seven, I think. Yeah, seven point seven is pretty strong for only a you know twelve flu- twelve ounce can here. Uh, it's gluten reduced. I don't know what that means. Citrusy lemon drop hops, tropical El Dorado hops. Um, it's fine. It always it tastes like a standard IPA. It doesn't have like uh, it's not one of those new school IPAs rolling that has like a lot of citrusy flavor, like the citrus in it, but you can't really taste it. It's kind of more old school. A little harder, harder uh, IPA. It's fine though. Yeah, seven point seven. I mean, anything over seven, I'll drink. Yeah. By the time I I'm finish the one can, the, you know, half of the I'm bag anyway. So. my Odell Brewing uh, variety pack with just the plain Jane IPA. It's, um, pretty good. I mean, it it tastes a little less piney than uh, like older traditional IPAs, but packing a punch, and you can really taste the hops. And it's seven percent. So I think last week it was nice. I had the double IP oh no, I had two weeks ago I had the double IPA and it was only a little bit higher, like seven point four, seven point five. And the regular IPA is coming in at seven point oh, which is pretty good. Uh I wanna make a push for people to go back to high powered IPAs. I feel like IPAs are becoming too mainstream now. And everything's like a session IPA now. It's like five or six percent. I want these seven plus percent ABV IPAs. Nothing under seven. Yeah, me too. If it's an IBA, uh, IPA under seven, get get it out of here. Get out of here. That's not why I'm drinking. Call yourself something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> HPA hipster pale ale. <laughs> yeah, give me something strong. I, I, I'm right. all for the higher ABV drink. ABV yep. drinks like any. Yeah, anything seven and above, I'll buy it, no matter how how poorly it may taste. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Rich, are you gonna continue the seven percent club? Seven beers. Yeah, let's see. No, what the fuck's he got? He got like a Sam Adams. I got a Serenic um, Holiday. Uh, it's a joy to ale. Oh, how wholesome! Yeah, what, what was that four 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 point four? Come on. Ah, five and a half. Oh. Yep. It's not an IPA, though. No, it, it's it's a basic ale. There's not really a whole lot of flavor to it. Um, you know, it's kind of a boring holiday beer, I would say, but it, it's drinkable. It's easy to drink. It's light. Um, you know, it was part of a uh, variety pack. So I, w- I wouldn't buy it on its own, but it's fine. Fine. Yeah, boring. like a good variety pack. Yeah, me too. It's part of a variety, variety pack. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah, no, the... I agree. Be- beers over seven percent and variety packs. I'll get either of those things. If I see a variety pack, I'll almost always buy it. Oh, that pack. was this uh, Odell. There were two out of four that were over seven percent. Yeah, yeah, was, I know, totally. It's like seven, seven point something, six, and then there was like a sour that was five point something. Oh, I would, I would get that variety pack every day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, love, I love a good variety pack. Like, like if I was in... Like Goose Island variety pack. Ah, yeah, if, if pack. you're a distributor, how, is, how do you not just put out a variety pack immediately? 
Like, I, uh, I have to assume that, like, those are high sellers. I wonder if they b- try to break them out into some of those, like, make-your-own six-pack stations. Right. I, I, more money. Yeah, a lot of breweries do that now. That's picking up, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, feel, I know. But, yeah, I, I, I love it. Yeah. So the liquor store by me has some, like, cookie-cutter app. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, it's all, like... <laughs> I, I can partially see it. Uh, kind of. So so they have, like, it's just some, like, generic app that they hired someone to make that just, like, links to their website. But you can use, like, you can pay for everything online and then just pick it up. So you just, like, place your order, go there and pick it up and walk out. You have to, like, show your ID that you are who you are. That's nice. But I I was like how do how do you do this like do I call up the place I I don't I didn't understand like pick up liquor I was like do I need to know what's in inventory or so they have a pretty good <laughs> beer selection I saw a couple like imperial stouts and stuff like that that I'll probably pick up maybe next week or the week after <sighs> hmm all right the six, Sixers won tonight big game big win. Yeah. They won and the Nets lost in double overtime. Great night. Wait, the net the Nets lost? Yep. They got I, double overtime. What? I was I was following along and then I saw the game went to overtime and then I saw the net, Nets had like a six or seven point lead in the first overtime. And normally like that big a lead, the game's over. Oh yeah. And they got dominated in the second overtime. They lost by twelve. Yeah, they did get Yeah. Oh man. That's a rough rough opening loss. Yeah, Sixers. Sixers are in, are are back in first place now. Look at that score, one forty seven to one thirty five. Yep. Man. Wow. Ah, that stinks. Ah, oh, they play each other again on Friday. Those are like NBA Jam scores. Oh, speaking of which, I love, love, love um, the NBA this season, and they may. Have, I don't know if they did it last season, but they've done it more this season. Is made a lot of back to backs. With teams, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. It's fun because they, well, they did it. Be, they did it because of COVID. Okay, so they did do it. So I so I hope this is yeah. here to stay because it's fun. It's like a two game series now where you actually see coach adjustments, kind of like the playoffs. And I feel like it makes it more yeah. fun for the season. So it does. Do you want to hear the criticism I've heard about it? What's that? Uh that it makes winning both those games so much more difficult. So it's keeping, uh, like, a lot of teams in the middle of the pack. So, like, let's say, like, I don't know, Knicks, Knicks play the Celtics. Right. Uh, I know the Knicks dominated. But let's say, you know, Celtics are clearly the better team. You play one game against them, Celtics probably – the Celtics should almost win, like, 80%, 75%, 80% of the time. But the second, but if they play the next night or two nights later, the Knicks make adjustments. They figure out what they do, and now the Knicks win a game that you know maybe six weeks, two months down the road, they're probably not going to win. But because it's back to back, they win it because they make the necessary adjustments. Like in a long season, you're not game planning that steadily because you know you're playing you know this team, that team, this team, that team. So anyway, I did hear that. I did hear that criticism as to like. You know, well, like a lot of the lesser teams are winning games that they probably shouldn't win because they're being able to make necessary adjustments after they got blown out in the first game. You know, but I I think when you're weighing the pros and cons, I think that con's so low on my scale because who cares if the lesser teams are winning more games? In, In the NBA, you know who the elite teams are. You know who the contenders are. And then the bottom yeah playoff teams, who the fuck cares, you know? Oh yeah, I know, and I don't disagree. I I, I just heard that as uh, as, as criticism uh, that I wanted to share on the pod. Yeah. Uh, but I agree. I I I, I like uh, the back to back. Plus, it makes the games a little more heated. Like I I, I didn't watch that Cavs Nets game, but I, I guarantee Friday they're gonna there's gonna be a lot more pushing and shoving. Oh yeah. Uh, oh hell yeah. And like yeah, like just like you know because like it's not you, you're going to play the same team you just played, you know. And lost to or whatever. So, um, so yeah, uh, I, I I do personally like it, but like I said, I did hear that as a criticism. Um, well, keep keep it going, Silver. Bring it back next year. Um, yeah, you boys are in first place by yourself. Heck yes. And uh, my, my Nick, 
my Knickerbockers are in sixth place. Playoffs yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, that's good for the NBA, too. The, the NBA needs the – I mean, the NBA doesn't need the Knicks to do anything because the NBA is doing no, just fine. But, yeah. but it would just be yeah. more fun if the Knicks were good for a couple of years at least. Yeah. So, so yeah, I agree. So the, the Knicks actually have a really tough schedule coming up. So this will be interesting to see how they how it's they actually are. Actually, seven right now. Oh, uh, because Cleveland won, so they dropped, I guess. Uh, but this will be interesting to see because these I'm next. I'm making sure our podcast is accurate. <laughs> these next these next two weeks, I don't I don't want to be like, oh, they'll make or break this, the next season, but they had so they're on their West Coast trip, and you know those West Coast trips can be brutal, and then they come back yeah. and they play like the Clippers. And, you know, the Bulls stink, but they play the Clippers, the Trail Blazers, the Heat, uh, and back-to-backs, Cleveland. Yeah, two, two back-to-backs right there. next to each other. Bulls and, and Bulls and Heat, yeah. Good thing. Yeah. That was, that's good. <laughs> good thing. But, yeah, yeah, and, like, the West Coast trip is going to – like, all those teams, all those East Coast teams suck on the West Coast. Like, they just have to – Knicks just can't lose. I think they have four games on the West Coast. They just have to split them. Win, find two games you can win. Uh, you know, it has to be. You probably have to pick beat the Kings and the Indies. Have to beat the Warriors and Trailblazers. I think. I think the Jazz are gonna kill them. So, so, so the next next two weeks are gonna be tricky. Um, but um, you know, we'll see. Win the win, win two of those games, and uh, but my uh, but my boy, my boy, quickly, he needs to start. Yeah, he was the next on that point guard. What was he? A second rounder? Or was he a late first? What was he? Uh, first, he was like uh, he was like twenty six or something like that. Okay. Picking the first round. Uh, but he is. Is it? Would you would you say he is the player you are most excited about on the Knicks right now? Or yes, who would that be? Quickly. I uh, I IQ. Yeah. Do you call him IQ? I I do call him IQ. Uh, yeah, IQ, I, I, <laughs> IQ, um, uh, mostly because I think he could crack, he should crack the starting lineup and the team just plays so much better when he's on the court, um, uh, just because he could spread. So if I can get on the Knicks for a second here, here's the problem with the Knicks very quickly. The Knicks have a nice team. Pun intended. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pun intended. The Knicks have a nice team. Uh, uh, the problem is you have Peyton at, at the point guard. Guy can't right. shoot. You have Bullock as the two. He's an okay shooter. You have RJ Barrett at the three. Can't shoot. At least can't shoot right now. You have Julius Randle at the four. He could score. Can't shoot. You have Mitchell Robinson at the five. Love Mitch. Can't shoot. So this lineup plays about 25, 30 minutes together. You only have one guy that is maybe a league average three-point shooter. The other four guys need to need to score in the paint, which kills me, and that kills the Knicks. So like if the t- if teams go zone, the Knicks can't shoot the Knicks can't shoot them out of it. So they, they unless somebody gets hot, they're fucked. How? So that's why I want that's why I want IQ in the game because IQ can knock down th- Alpha Payton is a terrible three-point shooter. IQ can knock down the three. He has a floater, he can drive, he can kick, he can do it all. Do it all. How are they close to 500 with a team that has so little three-point shooting in today's NBA? Uh, they play pretty good defense. Okay. And they're a streaky three-point shooting team. So, like, I think I mentioned maybe a week or two ago, like, R.J. Barrett. So, R.J. Barrett has had stretches this season where he's gone, like, 0 for 20 and 0 for 19 from three. <laughs> like, which is terrible. Uh, but then, like, he'll have a game where he goes, like, 5 for 6. And, you know, and so, like, they'll have, like, games like that. Or, like, Peyton will have a game where he, he, he hits a couple threes. Uh, but, you know, but if teams play zone, and, and they kill teams on the boards, because Mitchell Robinson's a phenomenal rebounder, and, and Randall is, you know, Randall's okay rebounder. But that's why, if I'm the Knicks, I put IQ at the point. You're going to play Randall because he scores his 26 points a game, and you need that. But I actually really like uh, Obi Toppin. Uh, because and Amari Stoudemire was his comp coming out of college, and you could see why he's basically Obi Toppin basically is 
peak Amari Stoudemire, except if Stoudemire could hit a three-point shot. That is essentially what I think Obi Toppin is. That's a pretty damn good player. <laughs> I know. I think he could be a good player. I think that's what he could develop into. I think he could be – he's super athletic. Uh, he could be really good on the pick and roll. He'll be a terrible defensive player. But I think – and then I think he could hit some threes too. Um, and I think that's – the problem with Randall is Randall can't shoot. So he's going to get 28 points a game, but he has to be in the paint. Mitchell Robinson is a great defensive player, great rebounder, but he needs to be in the paint because he can't shoot. Like what – you have all these guys – you have four guys that need to score in the paint, and it kills – it kills their – when they go – when they have losing streaks, and they've had a couple losing streaks this season, it's because nobody can shoot, and and teams just play the zone and force the Knicks to shoot them out of it, and it can go like three or four games before the Knicks can hit a three. So – that's my Knicks. That's my Knicks. Uh, Knicks summary. Although oh, it's not a free team. One, one final question about the Knicks. So, with their play style being, I guess their strength is in the paint and on defense. No, no three point shooting. Is it fun to watch a team like that in today's NBA? Because I feel like that's not fun basketball in today's standards. Well, they they so they still take a decent amount of threes. And the second unit shoots more threes than their first unit because quickly can shoot threes, Toppin can shoot threes, uh, Austin Rivers can shoot threes. So like that unit shoots threes, um, and they still drive a lot. Um, like so, and there's like a lot of alley oops. There's a lot of dunks because the Knicks score most of their points in the paint. So right. It's not mid range. It's just not threes. So like they're. They get into the basket. They get free throws. They get a lot of dunks. So it's okay, not terrible. Well, it's just not that they're not just splashing it. Right. They're, that, not, like, they're not like shooting mid-range jumpers, thank God. Yeah, mid-range is easily the most boring offensive play uh, there is in the NBA. Brutal. Like, the, the, I, Randall, Randall can get pretty brutal because that's a lot of his game. Um, but, like, you know... Mitchell Robinson's all around the rim, so it's dunks, putbacks, alley-oops, that type of stuff. Uh, and then Barrett and Peyton, you know, I don't like Peyton, but he can, when he's feeling it, can get to the get to the basket. Same thing with Barrett. Barrett's actually an excellent driver. Uh, so, you know, so it's not too bad. And they do shoot their threes. They just miss a ton of them. Well, I'm just <laughs> so looking they just at, clank them. I'm looking at the numbers right now. The, the Knicks are last in the league in three points attempted this year. Not surprised. Uh, there are only two teams that shoot under th- 30 three-pointers a game, and that's the Knicks and the Cavs. Yeah. And they're, the Knicks, they're the Knicks at, are probably close. Well, they're like 28? 27.4. So that's, so that's not close. That's kind of far off in my mind. What, 28 threes a game? Yeah, tw- not even 28. 20, not even 27 and a half, Dan. 27. 20, 27 threes a game? Yeah, that is pretty low. I thought they were closer to 30. But like so many teams take so many threes. I mean, as as they should. Knicks just don't have players that can hit. You know, right? They don't have the players that can hit the hit too many threes. Like, right. Like so so you know, one more number over. Uh, half the league takes thirty five threes a game. Thirty five, yeah. Thirty five or more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you knew the Knicks were going to be near the bottom in three-point attempted and three-point percentage just because. But, you know, the defense is good, and they score. You know, most teams score from the three-point line or or in the paint, you know, and or, you know, the best teams score both in the paint and three-point line. And the Knicks just mainly score most of their points in the paint, which, you know, at least they're presumably pretty easy. You know, better better quality shots than the mid-range game, which obviously. But... They do still have Julius Randle, who is. Like, I wish they would Randle. He's having a really good year, but like he just—he's not part of the future. He's blocking Obi Toppin, and like he just doesn't. Like he's—he—he's he, playing excellent. He probably should make the All Star team, but like he's—you know—what are we doing with him? He's like he, his contract ends next year. You have Obi Toppin. He—he's uh, part of the process, though. Yeah, but he's not. See, the problem is you can't play. You can't play Randall and Mitch at the same time because Mitch needs to be in the paint, and so does Randall. Like if Randall's Randall's basically like a a, a ninety five nineteen ninety five like four. He plays like foul line extended. That's like that's like his shot. It's like you can't yeah. shoot foul play foul line extended. 
Oh, uh, that's boring. It's brutal. Oh, it's it is. So when he when the Knicks start to fall behind, that's where he goes, and he'll like try to back people down. It's like, ah, oh, come on. Uh, like you you need in the NBA, you need either stretch four or stretch five. Yep. Right. Definitely. And Obi Toppin is a stretch four, and, and that's why I think. And so is Kevin Knox. I mean, Kevin Knox will play the four. He's not a great rebounder or defender, but he's tall enough and big enough, probably. And he can shoot like you need. That's why I think the offense is better when those two are in because they could stretch the floor more. Like with Randall and, and Mitch, or Randall and and, and Nerlens Noel, like like they both have to be within like seven feet of each other. It's terrible spacing. So you know, but they they're winning, and I like IQ. And I want to see Toppin play more. Yeah, keep winning. Playoff bound. Playoff bound. Playoff bound. <laughs> that would be fun. You, you, you should watch, and I want, I want quickly to start so bad. You should watch quickly play. He is, uh, he's. I don't know. I think he's going to be really good. I feel like he he probably shouldn't win it, but he should. Uh, he should get rookie of the year consideration. You can watch some games on NBA.com, right? Oh, can you? Uh, oh, there are some games on ESPN. Oh, are there? Yeah, it says um, right now Suns versus Rockets is national on ESPN. Uh, I will try to look out for Knicks games. I'm not. There's a zero percent chance I'm buying league pass. That's not that. It's not that bad. It's like a hundred bucks for the season. You get to watch whatever, as many Knicks games as you want. Yeah, I like it. Maybe if they're really playoff bound, I'll. By a league pass, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you'll wait a little while. Yeah, yeah I'll wait a year or two. <laughs> All right, I'm looking I, at I do the, like quickly. I'm looking at the NBA national TV schedule. I don't know if this is accurate, but I'm not seeing any Knicks games on the schedule until February 20th. I'll just put That's it on my calendar, accurate. which is Saturday at 5 p.m. on fa- Saturday the 20th in February against the Spurs. Sounds good to me. I'll watch them play. They better be 500 by then. We're all, we're all going to have to watch that game so we can uh, pot it. All right. So <laughs> we, can, we, we can talk we'll about the next. Yeah. February 20th. Ramayan. Got it. At channel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope quickly play. I, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with quickly not starting now. Same thing with Toppin. I don't have a problem with them not starting now, but I feel like, you know, by the end of February, they should be getting more of the minutes, especially quickly. He, it's uh, it's exciting to watch him play because he can, he's a good ball handler as a point. He can knock down a three. He could, and and he can knock down deep threes too. He can move out twenty seven, twenty eight feet and knock it down. Uh, and he can drive, and he has a really good floater, which um, uh, uh, I was. Very surprised uh, to see, and he uses it almost every game. And it's, you know, you don't know if, he, if it's an alley oop, you don't know if he's going to float it, you don't know if he's going to kick it. He's, I don't know. I'm, ex- I'm very, as I'm sure you can tell, I am very excited watching <laughs> IQ play. Very excited. They haven't had a point guard in I don't know, 25 years. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward, yeah. Charlie Ward was the last point good point guard. The next <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess you could say Barberry, but that was Darberry. a disaster. Darberry. Uh, uh, insanity for a year. Yeah, it was. It was, that was a good week. Fun year, <laughs> yeah, it was a fun like three uh, months. It was like two months. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. was. Tell me that wasn't a really fun two months. That yeah, was like was a golden, golden like age years. of the next. It was. That was a gold, That was literally the golden age of the last two decades for the next. That was. That was the highlight of the garden. Oh, uh, that that was so great. And then what did they do? Did they trade him? Like I'm trying to remember. No, they uh what, they, what happened to it? They um I don't know if he was a restricted free agent. They didn't resign him, he was a free agent, they didn't trade okay. him. Uh but I he got like a big contract. To pay him as much as he was yeah. asking. Yeah. So that's why I can't remember if he was unrestricted or if he was restricted and then a team came in and the Knicks were like, We're not matching it. Which honestly, I like Lynn, but it was probably a good call for them not to match whatever ridiculous amount he was gonna get the following year. Because, I mean, realistically, he's probably more of a backup player anyway. Right, but the fun factor makes it worth I know, the fun factor. Oh, totally. Totally. That was the best best year the Knicks have had that year. 
but I'm excited for the season. Yeah. Uh, they've been in most games. I mean, they, and they have quality wins. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Boston. It's not like a fluke. Um, Tibbs is doing well. RJ Barrett needs to improve his three-point shooting. Has to. He's become a much better free-throw shooter this year. He was a terrible free-throw shooter last year. Uh, so that's a positive sign. But next year, he has to become league average at, at, at three-point shooting. He misses too many wide-open threes. And you can just tell he shoots it, and he's just hoping it goes in. Like, when he's not feeling it. Like, if he's feeling it, you could tell. But, like, there'll be games where he'll just brick every single three-pointer. And he can't do that. All right. I'm done with the next, Dan. All right. Go ahead, Roland. Kill it. Are we, are we ending it and holding off MLB, MLB till next week? We're not going to have yeah. material next week, so we should probably talk about MLB next week. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, that was a good show. I like it. So, uh, for, uh, Roland Varielli, Rich Cagle, Dan Mara, and myself, Tommy McGrail, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.